This ain't gonna be easy. Not as easy as it used to be. Episode 75. The move with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Does anybody have any jumper cables? And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. Welcome to a very special episode of A Half Hour Wasted. Kind of a uh, first for us, huh? Yeah, kind of first. We're actually out uh, outside the patio. We just saw um, Indiana Jones and, and um, Kingdom of the Crystal, Crystal Skull. But we have a special guest. He flew out of town. He flew out of country to be on our show. Yeah, specifically. Specifically. He, he, it was even his idea. He, he calls up. He uh, PMs us and goes, hey. How about I come be on your show, talk about Indiana Jones, and you buy me some Tex-Mex? And we're like, all right, cool. What's his name? You are Jeffrey Borchard. 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 Icon. Mr. I- Pink Shirt. <laughs> Mr. Icon on the forum. Tell us. You told us a minute ago what Icon meant. Why don't you tell us what your forum name means? Uh, Icon is the Autobots headquarters on Cybertron. As seen in More Than Meets the Art by Part 1 of the original Transformers series. That's pretty awesome. I know. When you told us that, we, we were like, oh my gosh, that's so wonderfully geeky. And stuff. Okay, so we just got out of um, watching Crystal Skull. And um, I can tell you this much. Brad, this is the second time that Brad and I have seen it. And we haven't talked about the movie up to the point, but, but we'll dive right in here. Uh, Brad, I can tell you my first viewing of it. I did not care for it that much. Second viewing, my opinion changed, and I like it more. Brett? The first time I saw it, I didn't... And going, even leaving the theater, I thought, well, I'm really not sure if I like it or not. And it took me, uh, again, maybe it was because I saw it at midnight. Mm-hmm. I was pretty tired. And I was actually working. I was getting paid to watch it because I was doing what we call screening, writing down with a clipboard if there were any problems, when did the reels change, what trailers were on the thing, did the lights go down when they were supposed right, right. to. So... I was working, but at the same time, I was enjoying it. But then it, I thought about it all the next day, and I, I, um, I had come to the conclusion that, yeah, I think I liked it. Mm-hmm. But again, after watching it for the second time, I just liked it so much more. It was just it was just a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. Our drinks are here. Drinks are here. Cerveza, cerveza. I don't need them. No, thank you. And your uh, your rye, rye whiskey. Um, no, let's order. Yeah, I guess we're, we're ready. Okay. 
I want the tamale dinner, please. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get the same. Okay. Tamale dinner. Frank? Uh, I'll have the tacos el carbon. Thank you. Would you like the chicken beef combination? Thank you. A combo? Combo? Yeah. Thank you, hey, thank you so much. By the way, did we mention we're at Christina's? No, we're at a local uh, Mexican restaurant, Christina's. Yeah. Some fine tamales. I like coming here for the tamales. Um, so, okay, how about, how about your opinion? Um, I was kind of surprised. Like, I mean, I had heard actually that there was. Are we doing spoilers? Oh, this yeah. is a completely spoiler-filled oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert! We are totally blowing it. So you haven't seen it. Okay, and spoilers begin now. Yes, yes. I, I had heard that there was aliens in it, which I thought was kind of weird. Because mm-hmm. um, Indiana Jones has had a lot of supernatural stuff in it in all the past movies but never like going on like to the kind of sci-fi side and so I thought it was weird just the kind of concept um and watching it I was kind of yeah, I was kind of back and forth the whole time like there was definitely elements that I really liked but there were some things that I was just like yeah that's kind of weird doesn't really feel like Indiana Jones like it kind of I thought I thought the, the alien aspect kind of took me out of Indiana Jones really okay. the first time I saw it I didn't know what to expect and so I kept reminding myself okay this happens 20 years later and even they're not trying to fake it I mean it happens 20 years later mm-hmm. they make several references the date's on the screen 1957 mm-hmm. Indy makes several references to you know him being a lot older mm-hmm. and so keeping that in mind I also reminded myself that Steven Spielberg said that he was trying to make a movie like he made him in 19 you know in the 80s mid 80s okay. he was trying to do the same way he did the other one so I'm like Okay, it's gonna try. To, it's gonna kind of feel like it, but it's gonna be a totally different story because I'd heard, you know, that it was a little different than the others. So after seeing it, I was like, how do I really feel about this whole science fiction element? And like I said, the day went by, and I started to realize that I really dug, actually dug the science fiction element because it was different. It wasn't more of the the same type of supernatural thing, even though there were hints of that in this. Uh, movie with the different culture, you know, the different countries, the different, you know, the puzzles and the and the catacombs and the and all that stuff, the graveyards and all that stuff. The concept of a skull, and dead people, and you know, there was some of that. It, it even had a, um, a a Star Trek uh, search for Spock element in that Oxley was carrying the consciousness of the uh, alien in him. That's why he was acting all crazy. And then he had to release it. Remember McCoy did that in Search of Spock? He had Spock's consciousness in him. I do, but I didn't get that from this movie at all. Really? That's, that's what I, I kind of got. Yeah, I never got that either. Really? I just got that. Towards the end, he was normal again after yeah, they, after that's they true. went there. But I never, I didn't make that association. I just th- kind of thought the skull drove him mad. Mm. I, it, thought, I thought he was carrying the consciousness of the alien in him or or somehow. Well, now that you say that, I can, I can maybe kind of see that, you know, because he was just mumbling and... And, uh, you know, he, he was, like, giving them directions on how to get to where they were going, you know. Three times it falls, that whole bit. That's an interesting way to look at Katra. it. <laughs> the what? The alien Katra. Yes. Uh, that, was a, that was an interesting way to look at it, though. That may be, that may be in fact, what he, what he, um, what it was going on. There were some story elements that even the second time weren't 100% clear. Mm-hmm. But, um... 
you know, back to your question, I, I, I think I really enjoyed the heck out of it this time. Yeah, I think I did too. I think I did too. It had a lot of good elements from the other movies, a lot of the cheap scares, mm-hmm. creatures. I really, like, as soon as they were in that the Area 51 building, How all, cool those was crates, that all the crates, I was like, I was hoping at least they would have, like, the crate with the burned out Nazi logo yes, on it. Yeah, that's right. what I was thinking. I too. was thinking that we're going to see, like, this crate, and it's just going to be something that, you know, only if you're looking for it, you're going to see it, like the burned out logo from. Yeah. But, I mean, then. There it was. It was right there, bright and obvious. Cracked it open, <laughs> there it was, glowing inside. Of course, we're talking about the arc. That was yeah. awesome. Well, let, let me ask you guys about the um, about the way the movie opens because I thought it was kind of weak and a little weird. And, and let me kind of describe it for everyone. Uh, you, you start off with the with the uh, with the logo devolve, uh, you know, dissolving into a gopher hole. We see a gopher, and then we see some teenagers in a hot rod. It's obviously 1950s. They're listening to Elvis Presley, and then they drive on the road to a caravan of army cars, and they're and they're you know trying to race with the army cars. They're out in the middle of nowhere, so they're just kind of goofing off. But I thought that went on a little long. I think so like, and actually, too. the CG gophers weren't very... I didn't like them. No. Like, they just no. kept... Like, uh, they, this movie opened up with, like... Well, I guess they were groundhogs, not, not yeah, gophers. Yeah, whatever they they're were. humongous, but... I mean, they really featured them a lot yeah. in that opening bit. The, yeah. um... You know, when CG is used in a good way to where it's not noticeable, mm-hmm. I don't mind it. When it's obviously an animated gopher. Oh, my goodness. Food's already here? Yeah. It was quick. When, it, when it's obviously an animated gopher, mm-hmm. that's when I start having a problem with CG. Thank just for so CG's much. sake, you know? Yeah. And I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't think they really added anything. No, they just added the, the occasional laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. Not like... It's not like uh, it, that was really needed. Thank you. Can we have some more chips? Thank you very much. Um, how I don't about, understand why they put this corn husk in here because all I have to do, all I do is I just pull the corn husk out and scrape <laughs> off the good stuff. Um, I guess they do it for ambiance. I guess. Showing off. Garnish. Mm-hmm. Garnish. See, I just go. I pull that off just like that. Well, so. Um, and then, then they have to end up cleaning the, the <laughs> placemat off, whatever. Um, okay, so. So we got the opening, and we have that that first big adventure, which I thought was a, was kind of different because most of the Indiana Jones movies they usually start with with some type of adventure at the beginning that isn't connected to the rest of the story. I was thinking that same thing. But th- but this opening is connected to the whole story, and uh, you know it's different. I didn't mind it, but it, but it was uh, but you know I was expecting to see some type of quirky adventure at the very top of it. Well, I you mean, could say that the. Uh, the opening adventure in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you could say it was kind of connected because it had the same bad guy in it. Belloc, he was there at the beginning. He showed up again later. Thank you. Same, same character, but I mean different, you know, different artifacts. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The element, the prize in the opening adventure quest was directly related to the rest of the movie. And how cool is it that the Roswell, New Mexico alien thing was involved and just the whole... And he was involved with it, too. I know it. And you come to find out, after watching all these movies, that 
Indiana Jones was involved in a lot of a lot of uh, famous world events, you know? Mm-hmm. Fictitious or otherwise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we should qualify that. So let's talk about one of the major story elements in this, and that's um, the fact that we find out that Indiana Jones has a son. That there is an Indy Jr. in the story. And I'm that's glad right. that they that they didn't wait till the end of the movie to reveal that because I think it really lended itself to some some comedy. You know, once he found out that he had a son, he totally completely changed his tone <laughs> with the way he was react react or reacting with. With that character. In fact, you had the you had the best comment when the movie uh, ended. You leaned over to me and you said you, you were talking about staying in school because remember the treasure in this movie is knowledge. That, that's what the treasure was. <laughs> right. And well, what does Indy say throughout the whole movie? It's like stay in school or school's important and stuff. And Why did you make him stay in school? Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as like we got the end and he's like yeah he's like their treasure wasn't gold it was knowledge. Yeah. I turned to Frank and I'm like so stay in school kids. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, that's what that's what Kate Blanchett's character wanted was to know everything. Mm-hmm. She wanted it for herself, you know. She she kept saying that that the, that, that the the real treasure was was like a mind weapon, you know, being able to put your mind in your opponent's minds, and you know, she's just using that excuse and the resources of the Russian army, which, by the way, are extremely efficient. Yes, aren't they? Did you notice every time she needed something, they had it? Map. Yeah, map. Boom. Not only did they did they uh, bring a map, but they had a table ready, put it right on the <laughs> table. And then they just happened to have ropes in the back of the truck when they had to scale down. We're trying to scale down the side of the cliff, you know? And then he says, I need pliers. And the dude reaches on his belt. Boom. Pliers. Very efficient, I guess. The army has to be. I guess. One thing I thought the movie did really well was uh, like captured like the feel of the 50s. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like, he landed, like he ends up in the nuclear test site. <laughs> as soon as he saw those those people, I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> Nobody. And you said this earlier today. So you go. So you say you already said it once. Only Indiana Jones could have survived an atomic blast. You know. <laughs> yeah. Only he could. And, and you know, the first twenty minutes when all that stuff is going and it, it accumulates up to that to that bomb and him flying through the air in a refrigerator and then coming out like it's nothing. <laughs> he rolled out of that fridge and just kind of dusted himself off. It's, it was funny. And I was, was I mean, I was half expecting him when he's running through the house to turn to the family and be like, don't you have a bomb shelter? <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought exactly was going to happen. He was gonna, there was going to be a bomb shelter in back. I still think that um, that Harrison, I mean, Harrison Ford really was probably the only reason this movie is as good as it was, Mm -hmm. because he he still felt like Indiana Jones, just an old part, you know? But his his, his mannerisms were still the same, you know, his... his, uh, 
the way he speak spoke speak what he spoke spoke it spoke it <laughs> the way um, you know his thirst for knowledge and I just really feel like he was successful in, in getting himself back into that that character yeah I like the scene when they crash the motorcycle in the library <laughs> and the student asks him a question and they, as they're trying to get a drive away they get back on the bike and drive away he's like read this book this guy actually did stuff <laughs> you want to be an archaeologist get out of the library yeah that's great that and when they're sinking in the dry sand he continues to that teacher comes out again well actually quicksand is blah 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 <laughs> which differs from what we're in by the blah 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 He's just golly. I don't know about you, but every time I see an Indiana Jones movie, and we've been going through the whole series, I just want to be him. Man. I just want to be that guy. I want to be in shape like he's in. Yeah. Yeah, for an old guy. Jeez. You know, I noticed in Temple of Doom, he has that shirtless scene um, by yeah. the Temple of Doom. And he's kind of buff. Well, even yeah. in this one, he still looked in really good shape. Yeah. Of course, they're de- decontaminating him. They start to clean his junk, you know, and he, he reaches down and grabs the, the, the brush and pulls it out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah he, still, he still has the, I think he still had his timing, his comedy timing down pretty pretty well. Maybe that had something to do with Steven, but, he, you know, the actor's got to be capable of doing so. I wonder how much they paid uh, Sean Connery to have that picture on the desk. Oh, as soon as I saw that, I was like... You know, wouldn't it be funny if that was actually a scene from, from Last Crusade? Like, them on the motorcycle together? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who took the picture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, using a, a frame? From yeah, a frame from the movie. And you noticed the... Uh, the painting of Marcus Brody in the hallway. Why you the statue that? of him? Mm-hmm. Well, the painting at first, there was a painting in the hallway when they left. Um, they left his room and they were walking away. There was a painting of Marcus Brody. It was real quick, it was there, but the camera moved fast enough that it, you had to look to see it, but slow enough that you could actually tell who it was. And that's one of the things that, you know, fans are really going to love, especially the whole statue scene where the head falls in the Russian lap. And, yeah. um, and, it, and and just for fact, or just for not, uh, Brody died in 1944 because it has his birth date and his death. Oh, cool. 1944? Yeah. Oh, well, that, that doesn't exactly jive with what Indiana Jones said when he was sitting at his desk. You know what? You're right. And he goes, it's been the last rough couple of years. First dad, then Marcus. Mm. It might have been a couple in a general sense, not a couple of decades, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. You know, we get to the age to where yeah, that was a really things and where life stops giving us things and starts taking, taking them away. away. That was pretty uh, a pretty touching line. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I I don't even remember that line. When was that? Right about the time when he said it's been a rough couple of years. Um, They're in his house. He's yeah. packing. I think actually he might have said it directly after he said first dad now Marcus. Yeah. Then he says Oh, it's not Indy that says it, it's the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. Uh, uh, I guess Brody's replacement replacement in the film anyway. He says, yeah, we've, we've reached the point in life where it starts instead of giving us things it starts taking them away. 
Uh, what do you think of um of, of Butt? Of, um, what's that kid's name? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I like Shia LaBeouf a lot. Mm-hmm. Look at how fast he down that. You are man. You are good to go. Yeah, yeah good call on that. <laughs> wow. Just had a tamale for my first time. It was delicious. Um. The secret is in the flavor. <laughs> you want more? No. Um, I like Shia LaBeouf a lot. No, I don't think I've disliked anything he's been in. All I've known him is Transformer. What else has he done? Well, he did a, a Nickelodeon TV show. I can't remember the name of that show. Um, I know I've seen him in something else. Holes? Was he in Holes? He was. I never saw that movie, but he was... What did I see him in? I'm drawing a blank on what it was. I know he did something like after Transformers. Well, he did Disturbia, where he was like under house arrest in his home, and he could see the neighbors across the street, and some weird stuff was going on. I thought he was in something before. That's what you make of a rear window, is it? Yeah. I thought he was in something before Transformers, but anyway. I thought he was good in this role. Um, and it, it, it seems like they're grooming him to be the next indie in some capacity. Well, I read a quote where George said that he could definitely see Mutt being the main character mm-hmm. um, in the next one and Indiana Jones being an ancillary character like his father was in Last Crusade. I wouldn't want that. To me, an Indiana Jones movie has to have Harrison Ford as the main character or it's just a... Well, okay. Especially the a, fact that, like... He hadn't. He, I mean, he hadn't even finished school. Right. Half of what makes Indies like so cool is that he's got all this knowledge. Like, and he can, you know, decipher stuff and figure out riddles. And although he did kind of, they did, um, they did like hint that he was kind of knowing. Like he had street smarts, and he could, he could see like he could see what the next step was in certain situations. You're talking about mutt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. If, uh, let's say there was to do, and it wouldn't be a sequel, it would be more like a spin-off. Yeah. You know, here's this new character, here's these new adventures, and it takes place in the 50s instead of, you know, and it's not so much archaeology, maybe he's going to be a spy for the CIA or something, or the OSA, or whatever it's called. I'm going to be real upset if, if he's the next, if he's the main character in the next one. I really think that's a mistake. I don't think there will be an, another one of Harrison Ford at the helm. I think I don't think they'd call it Indiana Jones. Yeah, I don't think they would either. If they they did something with him, and they did a story that was like like a spinoff. I think that'd be all right. I just don't think they'd call it Indiana Jones. Like the like the Adventures of the Joneses, and so you'd have to have some kind of name recognition though to make people know. Oh, this is this is Indiana Jones' son. Maybe they call it Indiana Jones Junior. <laughs> right. I don't know. They already had that whole series with him as a the young adventurer. I like the fact that. They allude to a lot of the things, like I said earlier, that Indiana Jones has been a part of over the last. He was in the army. He was a he was a, a colonel spy. in the army. Yeah, he was a colonel. Mm-hmm. He was a double agent. You know, Pancho Villa kidnapped him. Of course, that happened when he was a kid. But he said that. But I wonder if that's in the adventures, in the adventures of the young Indiana Jones. Maybe it was.
was. Maybe it wasn't that old TV series. That would be cool. Lots of people would really like it if that was the case. Like, if they were referencing the TV series. I, I mean, there's some huge fans of that show. Yeah, I, I've, I've, seen, I've only seen a few episodes. I'd seen a handful. I'd mm-hmm. seen the one where Indiana Jones was in the framing sequence mm-hmm. around the main part of the story. Um, I don't know. They, they may have actually referenced some. No, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. So, uh, favorite scenes? Overall, just scenes that really you thought that was cool. I like the jungle chase scene with the. With the that part, part really felt like Indiana Jones. When the first time I was. Yes, the first time I watched it, when I realized. I was finally having fun. Was in the middle of that chase scene. I even thought to myself. I looked at my watch. And I was like, "Oh, we're we're an hour and ten minutes into this, and now I'm having fun." And it was that whole bit where the skull keeps getting bounced back and forth between the the good guys and bad guys, and the one vehicle through the next vehicle. And yeah, uh, I like that big machine that they used to like yeah. clean the forest out mm-hmm. to make a road. Except it left yeah. no tree stumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good machine. <laughs> Maybe it was tearing them up that close to the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you know, um, I like that scene a lot. Yeah, and I had mentioned, um, you know, a twentieth earlier today, we recorded the um, we recorded the uh, Temple of Doom episode, and we talked briefly after the recording. And I told Brad I didn't like that scene, the jungle scene. I thought it felt forced. But you know, watching it a second time, I, I recount that it was great. It was a lot of fun. I don't know what it was. I what my frame of mind was when I saw it the first time, but this time I was like, "That's that was a lot, a lot of fun." I think going into seeing the movie the first time, you know, we ex- first off we were all kids. We were kids when. What are you smiling? The hot girl over there? Oh yeah. Okay. The three hot girl. Here we were. Well, there's only one that I remember. It was hot. When we saw, they drove up in that in that uh, Hummer. Too. The one that's facing me. Oh, okay. When we saw the original movies, we were kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind giving your age? You don't have to. Yeah, I don't care. How old uh, are you? Twenty-seven. I, when I was, I was in elementary school when the last movie came out. I think um, I was like in grade three. I'm almost 39, somewhat, almost 12 years older. I'll be 28 next month, so. Okay. Okay, I'll be 39, so, yeah. Okay, I'm 11 years older than you. That means when Temple of Doom came out, you were, what, four years old? I don't know. When were you born? 80. You were were one year old when the first Indiana Jones movie came out. (laughs) One year old. And you definitely didn't see Temple if you were four. It was pretty gruesome, or at least, you know. Yeah. Probably don't remember. But anyway, we did. Right. So we're used to we're used to the way we felt when we were kids when we saw them the first time. And as we rewatched them, <laughs> come in, Jeffrey, Jeffrey to Earth, Earth to Jeffrey. Uh, as we have rewatched those old movies, we still remember the way we felt when we were a kid. Right. That's why the Star Wars prequels fell flat for a lot of people because we remember what it felt like to watch those old movies. Oh, new Star Wars. I'm going to feel the same way I did. New Indiana Jones. I'm going to feel the same way I did. Well, 
you know? It's hard to capture that magic. Yeah. But on the second viewing, I felt that way again, you know? There was a couple things in that jungle scene that that I really kind of didn't like. Like what? Like the Tarzan scene. <laughs> yes, thank you for bringing that up. Because I was going to... Yeah. That was a little... That was a little forced. That was a little far-fetched, you know. I was just waiting for him to grab a vine that wasn't really secure <laughs> and like, like it fall was flat a, on like the it ground. Was a snake or something? Yeah. No, just like I don't know. That would have been. I've never been to the Amazon. I'll admit it, but <laughs> I've never. You know, so I don't know if there's vines really like that. But but that would have made that scene work for me, as if he'd grabbed a vine and, and it broke and he'd fallen to the ground. But you know, he's like Spider-Man swinging from building to building. And it just so happens to take him back to the. And he catches up with yeah, cars. Back to the car and knock the knock the. The other bad scene that kind of I wasn't a fan of was the ant scene. See, I like that. I liked the ant scene. I liked it because there are giant ants. Did it scare ants. you? Was it scary? There are giant ants that live in the Amazon, but I mean. Have you heard of them? They're called like bullet ants. No, I've never heard they're of them. about that size, but they don't live in huge colonies. Well, at least I've never seen stuff about them in huge colonies. But like one bite is supposed to be as, as painful as being shot. Whoa! So you have to be like super careful around them. But so if it was just like you know a few ants like getting bitten, or like if they were if they were getting bitten and it would and they were just like in crazy pain and not able to do anything. I guess that would, that would be something I'd accept. But like, okay. when people are getting like having ants crawling down their throat and uh, being carried into the hole and the boots going down, I kind of laughed at that. But I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, just for that because it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like wow. I mean, so these ants are hardcore. Let me get this straight. You're okay with with the interdimensional travelers? Oh, I never said I was. <laughs> okay, I guess we haven't gotten that far yet. No, I was just picking on you. I can see how how knowledge of a certain subject can interfere with your enjoyment of that subject in a movie. You know, like there was an old movie called The Conversation with uh, Gene Hackman. It's about audio surveillance. Knowing what I know now about that movie. You know, it's hard for me to, uh, and not about that movie, but about audio production in general. Some of that movie's kind of hard for me to to believe. But, you know, along the same lines, you know, you know about the big ants, so it's hard for you to stomach that part. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, it's just like, I mean, you know. Should we pause it? No. Do you need to go somewhere and talk to somebody? <laughs> no? I'm good, thanks. Okay. <laughs> I, I think he's got a good view. I think he's happy. Um, you know, going back to Sh- Sh- Shia Le- uh, what's his name? Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. Shia. I just realized this a moment ago. You know, they they just they they introduced two new um, attributes that are very Indiana Jones in a sense. They gave him the fear of uh, scorpions because remember he got stung. Yeah, I can see that. And then he got the scar on his cheek from the. I, uh, that. I didn't the... notice that, but I did notice like when they did the scorpion thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is that going to be like? Is that his like thing. his snake? Yeah. That whole scene with the with the snake you, being. <laughs> Using the snake, the snake as, as a rope. Mm-hmm. That was so ridiculous. It was uh, so funny. Yes. First off, the snake would more than likely tear in half, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But let's pretend it's a super Amazon snake, right? <laughs> the fact that, that he was okay with using it, if you call it a rope, <laughs> that was just awesome. And he's and they're 
his his Harrison Ford's reaction to the snake, his acting really sold that scene for me because he was really he genuinely looked afraid yeah, he of that snake. So that was pretty awesome. It, it was good because they just kept throwing he kept throwing it on him. <laughs> yeah. And he would throw it away. Yeah. He was acting See, like, he was doing this. He was, yeah. Even still after all that time, Snake still made him deathly afraid. So, you know, I mean, it, it's definitely some type of, like, an illness he has. It's some irrational fear he has with snakes. Well, and Shia LaBeouf's like, it's just a rat snake or something like yeah. that. Like, he knew so, about it. I'm trying to think. There was something else in the middle that bothered me. Yeah, well, let, let's turn it to scenes. Oh, well, my favorite scene. No one go to scenes that bugged us. But I love the motorcycle scene where Harrison Ford gets thrown in the Russian car. Uh, the motorcycle yeah. goes to the other side, and then he comes out, and it's Harrison Ford doing it. It sure looked like it. It was him. How do we know it was him? Well, it because like him. there's that one cut shot where he's trying to get his feet up, and the camera's in front of the uh, motorcycle, and he's trying to get on it. I mean, it is him. It, there's no doubt in my mind. Or it is the greatest CG work well, to date, but it was him. In um, Attack of the Clones, when Christopher, when Count Dooku was fighting Anakin, mm-hmm. that really wasn't Christopher Lee. They CG'd his face on somebody else. Maybe they did the same thing, but if they did, it looked real. I it was him. a fantastic job. I'm willing to put money down on it. I think, you know, here, I've seen a, like a behind-the-scenes photo of Harrison Ford. And he really looked like he'd been either, yeah. well, no, either like working out, like big time, or maybe been on steroids to give him that body or something. I don't know. I'm not accusing anybody oh. of anything, but he looked fit. I mean, he looked like he was 40, not 60. Because I saw the one picture of him just kind of like slouching in a chair. Yeah. And it looked like he was just like, he had just been beat up and was dead. <laughs> I mean, he, he, you know, he, he's sure an old guy, but he's an old guy who's in shape. And, 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 you know, it's not. It, you know, come on. It's, it's oh, he, he can afford a trainer. Yeah, you know? he can. I bet he bought stock in Advil. <laughs> yeah, I bet you he did. And, and, you know, from what I know about Harrison Ford and stuff, he takes these, you know, when he gets hired on to do a role, he goes all out. He takes it seriously, and if he has to be buff for it, he will be buff for it. And, you know, he takes it seriously. But, I, didn't, I didn't care for Kate Blanchett that much. Yeah, neither did I. She, her, her accent didn't sound quite quite there. Every once in a while, she sounded British. I, I noticed that. Yeah? She did sound so a little like, bit. Okay, I thought she was supposed to be Russian, and yet she sounds British. Oh, there's the right. That was funny, though. He was poking at her. Uh, a, the way you're chewing those wubble use. <laughs> that was funny. Um, for me, she just never felt like a danger. She just never... You know, she had this army around her, and she apparently had some type of mind control, something or other, well, that was never really explored. A little bit at the beginning, you know, when she tries to read Indy's mind. But. I think that was just to... I think she was just wishing she could do that, because she goes on later to talk about how that's possible and I think she was just trying like she was just imagining what it would be like to be able to read Indiana Jones's mind. Uh, 
uh, but she just, as a villain, villainess, didn't do it for me. You know, she just, she just never, because she always had that army around her. And, well, to me, it was never, what was her name, Spalco, General Spalco, or whatever. Uh, it was never her. It was Kate Blanchett. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all I saw was was Kate Blanchett. Either that or the the lady from Lord of the Rings, that white, <laughs> the white queen lady. Remember the the. Um, I forget what her name is. The White Queen, I think. I don't know. She was the... Um, I'll have one. One more. Yes, please. Yes, thank you. Okay, let's... Uh, well, let's just talk the, about... Just the, the famous... The fact that she was famous and well-known mm-hmm. kind of put me out. I had the same kind of reaction when Sean Connery showed up in the third movie. That's not Henry Jones. That's Sean Connery. That's James Bond. And actually, like, you know, when I first saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think that was possibly the first movie I ever saw Sean Connery in. So... I didn't have a problem. Yeah, you were five. <laughs> what did um? All right, let's talk about things that that kind of bugged us or things that we didn't care about for the movie. I think I think it bogged down a lot in the middle. Mm-hmm. It got real kind of slow because if you think of the other movies, especially Raiders, there was a lot of even Crusade to some point. There was a lot of action sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. This one seemed to have. Only three big action scenes. You know, the beginning with the with the warehouse, mm-hmm. which led to the surviving the nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Then it really didn't. I mean, the the motorcycle chase was was okay, but man, that one didn't excite me so much. It was almost kind of mellow. Of course, I didn't see it the second time because I had to go and move my truck. <laughs> I parked in front of the theater, like right in front of the theater, and walked up and got tickets. Then I walked inside to, to talk to you on the phone, and I totally forgot that I had actually parked my truck in front of the theater to <laughs> a real parking lot. So when I got up and left during that motorcycle chase scene, I was going to move my truck. I was afraid it was going to be towed, but it was still there. That's not the first time I've done that, though. I've actually left it there in front, or like, in, uh, throughout one entire whole movie. Wow. And it was still there, so. But, um... I don't know. The, you had the you had the uh, the big jungle scene, mm-hmm. and then you had the whole temple thing at the end, and you know it just didn't. To me, it, it just didn't seem like there was enough action. What was what was there was good, but I, I, I got kind of bored in the middle. I kind of talked about like the stuff like the the Tarzan and the ants kind of yeah didn't sell me. But one thing that I don't know if it's not something that I didn't like, but just I, when I was watching, I was it made me think when they were uh, you know bashing out those faces and the sands coming out and then the arms come up and it sinks down I was like how did they reset that like is this a one time only like because they like put the faces back in and pull those things down and pour sand back in and pull it back up and it it was obviously I think think it's it's obvious that it was meant to be done one time so the head could be returned but 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 like how did they get it in the first place uh, it's a lot of trouble to go to to build that whole <laughs> the whole thing in the first, pl- uh, you know, to build it. Thank you. They should, just, the they should have made a note that said, uh, uh, "Please return Crystal Head to here." Yeah. You know, reward. <laughs> we'll get some knowledge. Knowledge is power. GI Joe. <laughs> Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> uh, it, it just seemed like a lot of trouble to go to to build. 
I could say that about any of those Indiana Jones movies. You know, really true. Booby traps but, and stuff. True, but, but that's, that's part of them. It's it is just part of the fun. Um, I I had trouble with the with the whole end story with the whole the aliens. Yeah, and it's not that it's not that I didn't believe it. I just didn't care. Was, was really all and, and they really they really didn't have any significance to the story. Like they were. A, plot device, not a part of the plot really. Yeah, if I was to try to explain to somebody what the plot was of this movie, I'd be like, and then at the end, you come to find out the skull belonged to these aliens, but why they were on Earth in the first place, mm-hmm. I'm just really not sure. And you don't really know, like, it kind of shows that they, like, you know, they built this city, and there's all those artifacts from all over the world, and he's like, oh, they're archaeologists, but like, like, did, did they, they build the city just so that they could have somewhere to store all their junk, or did they actually have people living there like that they were teaching stuff to like his well those signs and, and Indiana Jones said something like see that he taught them they, they taught these people irrigation they taught them farming and then there's the skull with the knife in it I missed that where was that this, the picture that they held up and when they held up the skull to the shot and the shadow yeah. was like the same shape he's like oh it's the same the picture on the wall has like the alien head with like a dagger right in the middle of the forehead oh maybe that's maybe that's how the head got the Attached from the body, maybe that it was like like right in like like right above the eyes. I missed that part. So I I was confused. Like did like the people revolt and that was why. Or, and then you know they destroyed the whole thing and left in their flying saucer. And, and I was like, well, we didn't really know why they were there. Yeah, why were they there in the first place? And, like and just to collect like stuff that they left behind because they left everything behind. They had like that room full of artifacts and then they destroyed it all. When they like took off in their ship, and and I couldn't figure out at the end when the alien finally came solid again, and he made the transfer with Kate. Why I mean, was he actually evil? Was he, or did he say, or did he tell that she was bad? Yeah. Well, yeah. But he just like he like you know kind of talks, but his mouth moves and he doesn't really say anything. And he had a look on his face like he's a jerk. But yeah, yeah. Like, take that lady. Should have you should have thought this out, lady. You got what you and wanted. And then she into flames. Yeah. Which was He very, almost had a sneer, like mm-hmm. yeah, like his lip went up like he did had like this Billy Idol sneer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. And so, the other thing was uh I like yeah, go ahead. With uh oh crap. I can't remember the you can do it. guy's name who was like the double agent. Um, um Mac. Mac. Why did he even like bring him with him? Like I don't know. End? Yeah. Because he's a nice guy, he's a good guy. Well, okay, yes, but during during the jungle scene, during during the race scene, and and I, I finally caught this the second time around, he tells uh, Indy, Indy, remember Berlin? I was the double agent. Remember Berlin? And so Indy's yeah. thinking, uh, Oh, you were playing them the whole time. You're still on our side. Okay, I didn't really. I, and then, so and then, and then in the. Uh, so when, you mean when when uh, when it, they're in the jeep and he has his arm around yes, his neck? Yeah, that scene. See, at, yeah, but at that point, you were moving your truck. No, uh, no. Yeah, no, no. He. Uh, see, at that point, he's like, no. He was still playing Indy at that point. Yeah, well, he he was playing Indy to tell him that I'm actually on your side. Because remember, but he wasn't because of what happens in the in the temple at the end. 
agent. Yeah, and then Indy goes, you were triple agent? Yeah, you triple and he goes, no, nah, I was a double agent the whole time. No. No, he, he I, I must have missed that because I think, I thought what I got out of the end was that he, he really was a bad guy. He um, didn't care about Indiana. I never got any resolution like, no, Indiana Jones, I'm really, I really am a good guy and your friend. I was only going, doing this for the money. I kind of mm-hmm. got that he was still working with the Russians. I don't know. No, he was. He was the whole time. But he he wanted Indy. But he wanted uh, Indy to believe that he was actually double teaming the Russians. That he was right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. See, that's where I was confused. Like, because I was like, why is Indiana Jones like bringing him with him? Like, why didn't he kick yeah. him out of the vehicle? Now we're along on the same with, page. Along yeah. with the Soviets. So, yeah. Why did he? Why did he? Why did he try to help rescue him at the end? And that's what I said. Because he's a good guy. Well, that that I know because he's good. I meant before that. Like, why is he? Why did he come on the boat on the duck? Why did you know? He should have just left them with the Russians the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's what I thought. The other thing I thought. I'd have to watch it again, but when uh, when they when the when the Soviets are going down with their ropes, did they attach onto the truck? Yes. Because I was like, why don't you just throw that thing in, re- in neutral and like? <laughs> yeah. But, I, I was expecting her to ram the truck and just knock them all off. There were a lot of things that I thought, well, why, why aren't they just doing this? Or you know, why, why did they do that when they it would be so easy to do this? But uh, yeah, there were a lot of those. Um, there was a uh, um, shoot. What was I just going to say? Oh, with the with the uh, Mac character at the end when the temple's falling apart and Indy throws him the whip and he's holding on and says, "You got to help me. I can't do this by myself." First off, that was a nice admission of his age. You know, he can't. He, you know, twenty years ago he wouldn't have he wouldn't have asked for help. He just would have muscled it up and done it. And then, but this time, you know, he asked for help. So that was nice. And then the second thing, the main thing that bothered me about that though was Mac was holding on to the whip and he, Mac says something like, "I'm gonna be okay," and then just lets go. He didn't, I, even, he didn't even really let go. He just kind of got sucked into it. And did he get? Did he let go? I thought he let go. Um, you know, I kind of got the impression that that he just realized that he was in a no-win situation, and you know, I'm not going to get out of this alive. So, you know, Andy, thanks for everything, but you know, I'm kind of getting what I deserve right now. I'll be okay. You know, I. I you know, maybe trying to talk himself into it. I think we may be reading a little too deep into that. But I it, saw the novelization of this movie at Target the other day mm-hmm. on the bookshelf, and I was tempted to pick it up because my experience has been, especially with like the Star Wars movies, that if I read the novelizations of those books, they add to the story, they flush out certain things. Right. There's exposition in it where you can't get it in a movie, and maybe it would explain some of those things that were... And missing scenes sometimes. Yeah. Maybe it'll explain in greater detail why the aliens were there in the first place. What they were waiting for. How the 13th skull went missing. All that stuff. But uh, I'm, I, I, I want to go back right now and watch it again. Because I just had so much fun with it the second time. I had I had more fun with it the second time. First time I was really kind of... 
Um, but yeah, watching it the second time, you know, you know what I think it might have been, Brad, is, is you know, um, and we all kind of do this and set our expectations pretty high sometimes, and so high that that we could be disappointed. And that happens a lot with sequels, you know. It's yeah. just, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's what happened. Happened with this. What did you think about? I do one check. Be on me. Check. Yeah. Um, okay. My the, pleasure. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about Karen Allen? It was good to see her. It was good to see her, but it was almost like she forgot how to act. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but you know what I'm saying? It was like. I'm just happy to be in a movie, and I'm going to just overact everything I do. Well, that was her character, though. She was always, like, screaming, and she was... Yeah, but I believed her in the first movie. I didn't believe her in this movie. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, she's a mom. She's been through... She's been through a lot. She... She's not the young, naive girl that she was. Because remember, she was a very naive girl. Indy took advantage of her in Raiders. Remember that? Yeah. So now she's a little wiser. She's a little smarter, a little wiser. And and you know what? She's kind of, you know, learned something. So... I kind of had, had I kind of had a hard time believing that she would even um, you know go after Ox like that you know um, I'm sorry I was distracted oh I see that <laughs> um, who's better behind you really um Forgot, totally forgot what I was saying. Uh, we were talking about Marion. Yeah. Uh, wow. That haven't happened to me in a long time. Um, <laughs> well, you, you were saying what a poor actress she was. Well. And I, and I was um, somewhat. Oh, not I don't defending. know what I was going to say. I liked the fact that even when time went, when it was, it was one of the most. Let me put this back. When it was even in the most one of the most perilous moments of her life, driving that vehicle, she's trying to teach him how to fence, you know, release, repose, go yeah. off your left foot, and all this stuff. She's still being a mom. Yeah. That was that was endearing, I guess. It, it would it would have been nice to see her kind of clean off his face a little bit, like after yeah. all that. Like, My mom used to like <laughs> lick her thumb, and that would have been kind of cute. Yeah, that was mom. You know, what if they had an adventure uh, where it was Marion and 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 the son, and that's the uh, and that's it's, the new team. It's not the same. Without... Oh, well, but it's not supposed to be the same. It's not supposed to be Indiana Jones. It's a new series. I have no it's interest a, in seeing that. It's like when it's I like can see when, that when um, I watch the Nick Cage National Treasure movies. It, it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like when uh, the Jefferson spun off from Good Times. You know, it's completely different. You know, it's just familiar characters but different settings. But you know, if they did that, they'd still make an Indiana Jones type adventure. And I don't want to see that if it's not Indiana. Jones. It's like when Next Generation came after Star Trek. Same but different. I don't know, dude. I'm not going to defend it. I, I, you know, I don't see it happening, and I don't know. I'd have to see that preview for me to get excited about it. Anyway. I've heard Lucas say two different things. One was the one I mentioned earlier where he knows how he could make another one with uh, Mutt as the main character in, 
Indiana Jones as the father character. Like, but then I've also heard him say that he's, you know, already got a story idea for the next one. And it, it really, they're talking about. No, I mean, there's possibility for another indie movie. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, I've read it in more than one place. Wow. You know, this one. I don't know. I mean, it's Sunday night. It opened Thursday. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard any figures yet, but I can only imagine that it's yes, thank you. that it's doing it's doing gangbusters. Oh, it's got to yeah. Memorial Day. Come on, it's sold out. Oh yeah, tomorrow's Memorial Day. Forgot about that. It's sold out a few showings at my theater. Oh, you know what? I did read something that even though. Let's see. It, 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 it was like the third highest Friday opening. There was a lot of summer. There was a lot of like parameters that it fell into. But a couple of the movies. One of the movies that beat it was Dead Man's Chest. Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Man's Chest made more money. And uh, oh, X Men Three okay. had made more money at this point into the weekend than Crystal Skull has so far. But who knows? You know, it had. That was this morning when I read that. So, okay. Well, I think. I mean, I think that's a good review. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Okay. Was, there was something else I was going to say, but I'm sure I'll talk about it later. Well, um, this episode won't air until after we do the review for Last Crusade, so this is going to sit on the shelf. Thank you for uh, for a couple weeks, but um, but at least we It'll, talked about what was fresh in our mind and stuff. Yeah, that was good. It'll be. Um, It'll be um, like a fine wine as it sits there for a while. It'll end up getting better. Do I need to go get a phone number for you? I'm just totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Oh, I'm totally going to after. I think he can do it himself, Rob. Well, you should use the, hey, I'm a photographer bit. Oh, no, here, use this. I need a model. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I'm thinking. No, here's what you do. Tell her you're in the comic books, dude. (laughs) Do you have a portfolio with you? Do you have a Uh, portfolio with you? so she'll in know you. So she'll know you're legit. Okay, That's what I mean. Yeah. So she'll know you're legit. I, I have a feeling you're pretty good at this. So I don't think. You're How many pink know. shirts do you own? Two. Only two? Maybe three. Really? Yeah. So you must wear that one a lot. No, just I bring it out on special occasions. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wore it today because I knew it would make me recognizable. Yeah, when uh, when uh, I called Jeffrey uh, as he approached the theater, I said, hey, I'm inside next to the Incredible Hulk statue. He goes, okay, I'll, I'll be right in. You'll recognize me. I'm like, how am I supposed to recognize you? I didn't say it out loud, but I'm thinking, your picture on the form is so small. I can't even, you know, I don't know what your face looks like. And he walks in with the pink shirt. I'm like, yeah, there he is. <laughs> so. Well, okay. Well, that's it, guys. That is the, the movie series. We haven't decided what we'll do next. We'll figure something out, huh, Brad? Yeah, I think we should take a break from movie reviews for a while. Okay, we'll do that. Because it always seems like we can never do them in a timely fashion. Yeah. And I don't know. If, I can't think of any right offhand that I'm just aching to do. We'll take a break. We'll take a break. You know? Well, Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Texas. And uh, I think you're going to gonna go in for the... Uh, going in for the kill? Going in for the kill. We will we'll try we'll not see. to be as obvious. We'll, okay. we'll, well, guys, thanks for listening. This is uh, Frank and Brad and Jeff. And uh, we'll see you next week on A Half Hour Wasted. Thanks, Limp Biscuit. Bye, y'all.